for the bus to pass. You are nervous. No, I'm not nervous. Yeah, I'm not nervous. nervous. I'm feeling good at it. I'm feeling good about this. Idea. Okay, fine, fine. Okay, cool. Great. Cool. Great. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Serious face. Yeah. Serious podcast. Serious podcast. I'll include this. I'll include this. Right. Better fans. Better fans. Welcome to yet another episode of Murray Musings, a podcast about the professional tennis player Andy Murray. Thank you very much for joining us for another very special episode. Um, uh, when I say us, and usually I mean me and my fellow co-hosts Rashmi and Peter. Um, but today, I actually I'm kind of uh, I'm I'm not on my own. I do have a special guest with me, but um, my my two co-hosts. Are um are have, having a week off. There's you know they have lives. That's fine. I'm just all about Andy all the time, twenty four seven. Um, as the person who is with me on this episode will know about, uh, will be able to. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure tell you a little bit about my obsession with him. Um, uh, would you like to introduce yourself, Andy Murray? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm Andrew. We've just offended Andy Murray himself. He is now listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. He listens to every episode, right? <laughs> he does. Yeah. Can hear musings about himself. We 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 send him the links all the time, and as far as we know, he listens to every single one. Absolutely. Um, Blue tick. No. On a more serious note, Molly Drummond. Hi. How how are you doing today? I'm well, thank you, Scott. Very how are you doing? I'm not so bad. I think. Uh, I I I think I think this is a good idea to to have you on here. Do do you think this is a good idea? Do you think this was a good? Well, considering that you told me six minutes. Ago. <laughs> well, so let let me explain to our listeners. Um, because Rashmi and Peter are are having a bit of time off my musings, um, I was planning on doing just a uh, uh, me talking to you. Can you imagine? Fucking hell! I know that would be high. Do you swear on your one. podcast? Um, we. Do we do okay, now and then? Yes, okay. but we are you. You, you know, we, we want to brand ourselves as a family friendly podcast. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Why did I'll you ask me? In. I'll leave that in. I'll leave that in. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> this was already went way past PG right here with, that, with the language used. I'll put a disclaimer at the start. Um, so yeah, no, I was planning on just chatting a bit about Andy's result. Uh, at the Biela Challenger last week um, and how excited I am about you know what I saw in his matches and like the standard of play um, but then I thought it would be fun um, to invite my partner on um, who is an Andy Murray fan you are an Andy Murray fan right? yeah right? <laughs> how, how big on a scale of 1 to 10 do you think you are? Andy? are you 10? Uh, I'm about 65 that's fair actually where do you rank yourself? Um, solid 7 it's all seven. seven. That, you know what? That's pretty good. I think definitely in the time that we've been together, that's grown just through like sheer osmosis. I I think that that's quite a good thing though because I, you know I I feel like it could have very much went in the opposite direction. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I, it, we're we're currently sitting beside a life size cardboard cow of Andy Murray, um, and yeah, I I, I kind of feel like. It, it had to it had to it had to go in that direction otherwise you may have started to despise Andy Murray <laughs> so. it could have gone either way it was <laughs> is it yeah. still is it still almost no because the thing is 
I mean, I don't know if you want to get into this later, but you know, I was a fan of Andy Murray before we got together. No, that's fine. Let's let let's go let's go with that. What um what was your first kind of uh, memories of becoming an Andy Murray? Well, now Scott, that's not something that I know <laughs> because <laughs> I am not you. <laughs> you don't remember every single. I don't one. remember the first time I saw Andy Murray. I remember watching Wimbledon every year and that was the only tennis thing I watched and obviously Andy Murray arrived into my consciousness because he was Scottish um, and uh, like Scotland are notably terrible at sport so to have somebody who looked like they were (laughs) doing well it was like oh cool great yeah Yeah, go on go on the Scots kind of thing Um, and then I guess my kind of most vivid memory of him was when he won Wimbledon for the first time. What year? What year was that? <laughs> this is what this this episode is going to be. Just me testing. It's, it's, it's like doing mastermind. Your specialist <laughs> subject is like not okay. Um, twenty twelve. Close. That's when he won his first Grand Slam at the US Open. 2013 um, that's right that was it yeah sorry okay 20 i always get that mixed up that's not because i don't care about andy murray though that's because i don't remember my own that's because she has a life there. <laughs> um yeah because i was <laughs> nerd at a drama festival a youth drama festival yeah that's fine that's good um and <laughs> we were camping near glenrothes Fond memories of Glen Rothes. And uh, between, you, we basically went there with a bunch of other groups to like perform plays that we'd written and created. And um, between every performance, people were rushing back out to like the foyer to watch Andy Murray play on screen. Yeah. And so I have really vivid memories of those last few match points because he kept being so close. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like some of the people I, I was with, one of the people I was with kept trying to like film it on her phone. Yeah. And every time she'd have to like stop and be like, God, <laughs> like start again, delete it because she didn't have enough memory. Um, and yeah, like the, the elation when he won was just like, everybody was like united by just joy that he'd won. Yeah. I, um, think, I think that deal probably, I mean, everyone currently listening, all of our, Many, many listeners that we have here. <laughs> Murray Music is currently listening in. Um, will definitely currently be remembering remembering that that mm-hmm. moment that you're talking about because it's it's weird though. Like I think you you probably remember that more than me because for me like that was such a like <laughs> important moment. And I, oh yeah, I, I, I can only imagine. I uh, like I spent so long like telling, like. My like, cause I had so many friends that like you know doubted him and you know didn't think he would do it and like it's it's kind of I get you know it's it's almost understandable because like we'd had so many you know tennis players who hadn't done that well and hadn't you know yeah. hadn't hadn't reached the uh, you know hadn't reached even a Wimbledon final even yeah um, if Tim Hammond's listening I love you Tim but um, <laughs> but yeah so like that that moment for me I I I vaguely recall it watching it with my mom like on the TV at home but it was just such a like. Uh, it's such a blur for me and I was so panicked that I was like oh my gosh and then I just remember him winning and like literally lying on the floor like crying oh, <laughs> like, <stop. yeah. laughs> we're getting intensely emotional early in this episode of mine 
Scott is actually in floods of tears. Like, Literally. It's yeah. unexpected. I'm just going to have to go get some tissues right now. Just, just I guess that's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that was all you wanted to know, we, right? we We won't finish just there. I'll, I'll, manage, okay. to hold it. I'll manage to hold it together. Okay, I'll cool. manage to hold it together. But, um, so... Uh, yeah, you remember, like, obviously, yeah, like, winning Wimbledon and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and then, did you did you continue to follow? Did you did you, did you follow at all? Like, yeah, um, every year. Um, my my kind of best friend at school was, like, also really, like, a huge fan of Andy Murray. Maybe not quite on the level of you, but definitely over 10. So I would watch, like, Australian Open and US Open and stuff with her. Yeah, so, like, I was still very aware of it. And obviously, you know, my mum loves Andy Murray. Absolutely. And Judy Murray. Um, so yeah, I was just always very like aware of him and it was it was only really like Wimbledon that I would watch because it was easy to watch yeah. on BBC. Like I see all the dodgy streams you have to watch to oh keep up with gosh. tennis. And I don't want any part in that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. But yeah, I guess when I when I met you it was like I suddenly became aware of this like underworld of tennis <laughs> where like he was playing all the time I was like oh not just trotted out at Grand Slams cool okay. <laughs> I think I, to be honest I think that is like kind of the 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 general like vibe of you, you know a more like an average like kind of like tennis fan that you call me average no no I'm not no no not at all not at all unbelievable <laughs> Dare you. Our, our listeners are going to be like, are we listening to a breakup right <laughs> Like, but, rest assured, if we break up on recording, this episode wouldn't be <laughs> Well, it's been fun. It's been fun. But no, no, no. Um, I think I think that idea of, you know, only really seeing Andy on... Um, at, at Wimbledon, when he's like, you know, when he was out, when he was out at, the, at the Grand Slams, like, uh, it's, it's kind of kind of a, an, a like a, a general like kind of like it kind of summarizes how much tennis is really on the tv like openly it's like freely to watch and stuff mm-hmm. like that so you know it, it, it it's 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 understandable that like you know a, a lot of people like only are kind of only able to watch him at those like big events that like yeah. because often, even like Roland Garros was on is yeah. on like ITV4 it's which ITV4. is just like totally off like the, yeah. it's like the fringes of ITV yeah it is <laughs> unless you're actively seeking it you're not going to find it and that's on like your main TV so yeah yeah so I think to be honest like as much as you know uh, I spent a lot of time on Twitter uh, being like, oh, only fair weather followers of Andy Murray, only support him like, when, he, when he plays Wimbledon. I'm like, well, actually, like, in, in general, like, I, I totally understand it because there, it's not, it's not like, easily, it's not hugely easily accessible for people yeah. generally, you know? So, like, yeah, I can, I can totally understand it. But I guess, I guess when you met me at uni, you were like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember how I found out that you... I think it was probably the first thing I ever said. probably, because we did film. This is just now the story of how we met. (laughs) We did, like, film classes, and we had the same tutorial. And you probably, in your first, like, in, like, hi, I'm Scott... We're like, all of Andy Murray. <laughs> oh my god. Probably, I don't know. We might be making it up, but I can't, like, I don't remember. It was a while ago. It was. But, yeah, I mean, the cardboard cutout was a big clue. Yeah. I, I mean, like, so... <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically the first thing that I, you know... I, I pretty much tell people that now it's my first thing, like, about me. When I'm introducing myself to people, I'm like, hi... I'm Scott. 
Do you like Andy Murray? Yeah, <laughs> and that, you know, and that's how most conversations begin with me. And it, and, and it's also, that... it's also the way that I like tell people about you. I'm like, oh yeah, my, my partner. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, he's Scott Scott. Um, and uh, obsessed with Andy Murray. Well, you know, I I do think it's good to lead with your like big first interest when you're introducing yourself to somebody because it's like, oh, I'm a big Andy Murray fan. If they're like, who? Then immediately it's like, well, you walk away. From yeah, the I'm never, I'm never gonna talk to you ever, and we're never gonna be friends. Not so. even if they like genuinely though. Like, what if they genuinely didn't know? Would you take the time to explain? I feel like you would. Take um, the time to yeah, well, I I think that 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 can go in one or two ways. You can either be like, well, I'll just drop that and like never ever look at this person ever again, or I'm like. Well, actually, I'm kind of in a mood to talk about him, so I can, you know, I can tell, I can tell them all about him and like how great he is, and you know, and then like at the end, they're like looking at me like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, with that, I've seen it <laughs> with that kind of alrighty then, okay, bye. Um, we all have our things like that, though. It's not, you know, everybody has like a niche thing that. Well, I mean, I guess tennis isn't very niche, but like has a thing that they're like obsessed with in some form. Or like yeah. a hobby, or I, I, I guess it's a thing where it's like because I, I've used that argument before where people are like, why are you so like, why are you so? I feel like, well, yeah, everyone has a has a thing. I guess, I guess, the idea is like, it's like, well, yeah, most people, most people would be like, oh, like you know, uh, tennis, tennis is your thing, and tennis is my thing, obviously. Like, I love love tennis, but then also like Andy Murray, <laughs> like Andy yeah. Murray is like a kind of separate entity almost. But, but, Listen, I'm going to argue with you. Okay, okay, no, that's And fine. say that Andy Murray has been, don't hate me, largely out of action over the last few years. <gasps> well, hasn't he? It's he's, true. He's it's true. It's just, it's just tough to, tough to talk about. Um. Every, every like, comeback he has is, like, marred with difficulty. Mm-hmm. But you've still remained interested in tennis in general, and you still watch matches all the time you still watch highlights of like the best trick shots and stuff just randomly at 3am in the morning 3am in the morning um so like your interest is yeah of course you love Andy Murray that is you've got a podcast specifically about him you weirdo but <laughs> the sport in general is also something that maintains your interest and you're still interested in like you tell me about every other tennis player as well and you know loads of facts about them too. So it's not just Andy. Thanks for defending my obsession. <laughs> I appreciate that. I wouldn't be here if I didn't understand it. That is fair. That is fair. Um, so that is kind of your story. As a bit well, it's mainly your story. My story. Argue. My story. And how, and how my story is an Andy Murray fan. In inviting me on, you've just opened up an opportunity to talk about yourself pretty much yeah that's what we like to do here that's life <laughs> but no uh, so that's that's kind of how, how how you became a fan of 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 andy and how you know that suddenly took a massive upswing when you met me um well, well but i feel like we shouldn't move on we like so since we've been together we've like we visited wimbledon true. together mm-hmm. this well that was before we got together you've seen andy we saw Andy mm-hmm. and Federer play in Glasgow, in Glasgow for that exhibition match, yeah. Yeah. Um, which was really cool. We was that, like, was oh. that your first live tennis? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did Imagine. not go before that. Like. 
Oh no. I'm an average tennis fan, but I've been to sixteen live tennis matches. No. How did you find how did you find it? How did you find it? Um it was it was fun and like we were invested. I think we were so far away that it was like different to if you were, you know, watching in like a smaller That's right. Because it was in the hydro, so it was like huge and we were up in the rafters. Yeah. But it was nice because there was still that sense of like you know, Andy playing at home, a Scottish crowd, people being like making jokes. At one point, Federer wore a kilt. That's right, he did. He did. He did. <laughs> and like, yeah, I don't know. It was still, it was fun. It was good. I enjoyed yeah. it. And it's obviously not what a normal tennis match is like because there was an element of like camaraderie that isn't there. <laughs> do, 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 do you <laughs> think, because of that, you actually maybe enjoyed that more than you would a regular tennis match? Or do you think you would no, also? No, I think I would enjoy Okay. Like we've we've kind of said we'll go to Wimbledon one day when we can afford it. It's <laughs> <laughs> not extortionate. Just prices. like just so you know, podcasting doesn't pay. <laughs> it's true. It's but, true. But um, yeah, no, I think like as the you know supportive partner that I am, I've come to see you play tennis, and I'm never bored. Like I'm That's always true. invested. That is true. That is true. And I've watched enough tennis on the TV to know that I would kind of get swept up in the in the points. That's fair. That's fair. But we will. We will hopefully see Andy one at some point because he's going to be there for many more years. Many more years. That's the Murray so, Musings manifest. It is many more years, Murray. Um, get that hashtag. Um, many, many, but it should be like many more months of Murray because then it's all M's. Many more months. Yeah, because then it's all M's. It's like M M M. But months isn't long enough for us here. Many more millennia. That's right. So, this episode was originally, like, back when we thought that maybe Peter and Rashmi would be able to join. I kind of, uh, I was hoping it would be a bit of a celebration oh. of Andy's tournament last week. Sorry. Because, yeah. Um, Love times for a Murray fan. Yeah, it wasn't, like... It, <sighs> um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't... He, he got to the final. He got to the final of a challenger tour event. Uh, I think I've, I've what, because you saw a bit of it, right? Yeah. From 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 the grainy footage. I think you had maybe more opinions on the grainy footage quality so than I, the tennis in question. Yeah, uh, when you first showed me like his first match, I can't even remember who he was against because it was me- millennia ago, many millennia. Yeah, ago. many Murray millennia ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he was against Martyr, filmed... Martyr in the first round. It's like approximately like six pixels and it's grey, it's like look like grayscale mm. and there's no commentary. And I think as somebody who mainly watches Grand Slams, it was very jarring for me to be like, wait, where's Andrew Castle? <laughs> like, <laughs> why, why can't I get annoyed at him talking? You're like, you're like why is Andy Murray playing in a sports hall? <laughs> yeah. I was like, where is Andy Murray? He's not on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> like that could be anyone. Yeah, so... Andy has made a made a decision after pulling out of the uh, Australian Open because of coronavirus, um, that he would he would drop down a level from the ATP Tour to play on the Challenger circuit, which is the level yeah j- just below the uh, the regular ATP. Which I knew of course in advance. Yeah, you knew you knew all about that. Uh, that to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, where yeah, so obviously Andy Murray, uh, you know, three time Grand Slam champion, former world number one. Um, I think there was, you know, and I think it's a testament to Andy, you know, what Andy's done in his career, um, that I think, you know, even 
despite his his lengthy absence and his you know metal hit, that quite a few people were still like, oh, he'll he'll win this. He should win this, including me. Uh, including me on the last episode, I was like, he should win this. He should win this, yeah, right? Yeah. Should win this. And you know, he came close. Um, well, he got to the final, and uh, then yeah, yeah, got got crushed by Marchenko um, in the final six two six four. Um, so it was yeah, it was a pasting really. Um, <laughs> it wasn't uh, like Andy never quite got going. He never quite found his feet, and he yeah, kind of got kind of got blitzed off the court a little bit. So it was kind of that sense of, you know, he's had four great matches um, and then he's played a fifth and, you know, maybe he's a little bit tired. He's a little bit, you know, uh, he's, he's, he's not quite, you know, he's not quite his best for that final match. But I think it was that sense of, yes, he's going to win this. He's going to win this. You know, it's, I know it's only a challenge of title, but it's going to be so important for him to just, you know, get another trophy. And then he, yeah, he, he, he couldn't quite, yeah, couldn't quite get it done, um, which is absolutely fine, you know. It, it, of course it is, but um, it it kind of it, it, it yeah it took a little bit of the window the window of the uh, window of the sales of of Murray fans a little bit I think, um, especially when Marchenko went on social media afterwards and uh, you know t- talked big about it. <laughs> we that was uh, that was frustrating uh, to watch, but. Um, from what from what you know of uh, you know how he's how he's how he's dropped down to the challenger tour a little bit he's playing mm-hmm. another tournament starting tomorrow actually um in the same place same venue um another another challenger event um do do you think you know from what you know and from what you know you've seen do you think it's a good idea for him to to drop down man do you think that's a good decision well <laughs> in all your expertise let me do my best like Sue Barker impression <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I think it is. I think he's obviously uh, it's gonna have taken a bit of humility to do that because he has been at the dizzying heights of world number one, and then to kind of have to start all over again and work his way back up is gonna be like a long road. But I think if anyone can do it, it's gonna be Andy Murray because he's like come up against so many obstacles and injuries and um, doubt in his career, and he's always succeeded in some way or another um and yeah I think obviously I don't know much about the challenger circuit so neither do I my my kind of assumption yeah my own assumption as well was that like oh it's Andy Murray so he's gonna win but I think like if anything maybe the pressure of him being like you know, former world number one being the like best known player in this tournament, as far as I knew. Yeah. Maybe that would be a, that would be a lot to take on because then everybody's expecting you to win. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think it's almost that kind of situation where yeah, I I was guilty of it too. You know, on the last episode of Murray Musings when I was like, oh, you should win this. Um, that a, a lot of people immediately think you know out of the top one hundred in the world, you know, like outside the top one hundred in the world, you know. You're playing against you know average players at best, uh, which is you. yeah. But I'm there. I'm I'm competing on the challenge, <laughs> um, which is ridiculous when you think about it. Because these guys are you know 120, 100. Yeah, it's you know, still like top 500 in, in the world. In the entire thing. world, <laughs> so these guys are insanely good. Um, it's a bit like not being able to conceptualize how big a billion is. Yeah, it's like not being able to conceptualize what 
still being like 111th in the world. In the world. It is. Not to do Jeremy Clarkson impression. No. <laughs> um, I'm on that, but... But, yeah, like, it's... I, I, so I think it's that kind of idea that, you know, Andy's a former world number one, he should be, you know, wiping yeah. these people off the court, uh, which is... Yeah, it almost does a kind of like disservice to the other the other people the other players in the draw to, to kind of have that expectation. So I think And also to Andy himself, because he's he's not the same as he was when he was world number one, but he just you can see that he's like I don't know, part maybe I'm projecting, but you can see that he's a bit like calmer, would you say? More level headed. Um, so 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 that was kind of one of the standout things of of this last week actually with with the event is that Andy you know when he was playing a bit last year he definitely seemed a little bit you know um, he didn't he didn't have the same kind of you know he wasn't screaming and shouting he was a Passion. lot more, yeah it was he was a bit more reserved last year um, and it, uh, it it was a bit weird to see and it almost like um, I I don't know if it impacts you know impact how he plays or if you know if he felt that that was something that he really needed to do um somebody's but whistling outside somebody's whistling outside we'll we'll cut this out um <laughs> we cut this we're out. not gonna cut it out. we're leaving it out. um all the background noise uh so yeah it's um yeah yeah it was it was interesting to see him try to kind of like contain his temper a wee bit like last mm. year um but this past week he was you know, in a sports hall competing, like, you know, against, yeah, like, opposition that was outside the top 100 in the world. And he was a lot more, actually, like, a lot more kind of animated and a bit more kind of, you know, he was screaming, like, come on. He was, like, getting himself amped up. Kind of until he, uh, you, you know, you can maybe read into it a little bit, almost until he kind of reached the final against mm. Marchenko, where, again, he seemed a little bit kind of, maybe it was just kind of like a sense of, like, getting blown away a little bit by somebody who was playing some great tennis he was playing some great tennis Marchenko so um, it's that kind of you know he he uh, he, he was like maybe he was a bit shell-shocked but it, he still didn't have his like he wasn't you know screaming and you know motivating himself through his energy the same way that you know he, he would when he was yeah like world yeah. number one and stuff like that so. but I would I don't know I feel like when he was younger he maybe needed that he needed that kind of like ah come on like like anger almost yeah. like just like pure emotion mm-hmm. to feel him and now when I see him play like he's not he's not at the Djokovic levels of like machine like no I mean Djokovic can obviously break rackets and like <laughs> get really angry but when he's like in it he's in it yeah. but I do see do see elements in Andy's playing of like yeah just a bit more I don't know like stability I could be talking out. No, no, I think it's valid, especially now that he is, you know, like a married man with kids, <laughs> and uh, which is bizarre, you know, for for I think anyone who's been a kind of long term Andy Murray fan to to picture that because we all kind of remember uh, him as a kind of like skinny wee kid, but yeah. now he is, you know, m- you know, married with kids of his own, and it's kind of yeah, bizarre to think about. But I think yeah, I think it's a definitely a, a fair point that like I think he almost like. Yeah, like needed needed that kind of like high intensity, and I think mm. you know the the famous photos of him like you know yelling and screaming are gonna be what a lot of people remember about Andy Murray. Um, mm. but depending on how the next few years go, I think this part of his career is gonna be just as important, just maybe in a different way. You know, regardless of if just like the documentary that we watched 
I can't remember the name. Probably just Andy Murray. Or <laughs> Andy's documentary on Amazon Prime. Yeah, <laughs> we're not sponsored. Um, like he talks resurfacing about, is what it was called. Resurfacing, that. yeah, because it's a, I like that because it's like his hip. Yeah, yeah. And also I'm resurfacing. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, yeah, like in that he talks a lot about not obviously his like physical health with his hip surgery and stuff, but then also his mental health and. Yeah how he has some like really low points and you see him like he records videos when he's at a really low point and like from like a mental health standpoint the fact that he's like so open about that um like I really appreciate that that's something I should have said earlier is that like yeah that's one of the reasons why I really have come to like him more or like become more of a fan in the later years is because he's been more open about like you know, obviously still quite reserved. Yeah. But like being more open about like um yeah, his mental health. Feeling the pressure. And so I feel like that's that's what I'm trying to say when I when I say like stability and calmness is that I feel like he's maybe focusing on his mind more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I think I, th- I think he's just more of a mature player now you know he's still he's, I think he'll always be like come on and you know like screaming and you know shouting <laughs> but maybe just not quite to the same you know the same the same extent as he used to be um, so what I wanted to do is go from last week obviously final loss mm. disappointing uh, to, to this week a little bit he's playing another challenger event and then I think it's actually been announced that he is returning to the ATP tour <gasps> yeah I think it has been I think that is right resurfacing um, should we say <laughs> oh resurfacing to the ATP um, so I think he is returning there so which is which is interesting because I think uh, last year obviously was a very stop start season anyway, uh, but I think we would have seen a lot of Andy taking time, you know, out between events and stuff. Um, but when I saw that he was going to be returning to the ATP Tour, um, I I kind of pictured that he wouldn't end up playing this next week of Challenger events, so he's now going to be playing I think three weeks in a row. I think that's a lot. Yeah, uh, so I I think I think I have that right, um, which would imply that he's feeling good. Uh, about himself and you know that he's looking for matches as much as possible and you know looking to really get out there which I guess makes sense because he was planning on playing the Australian Open um, so you know nothing about the draw you know nothing about who he's even playing tomorrow when he starts this next Challenger event is he going to win this week? Um, just based on my based absolute on, lack of knowledge yeah Sure. I mean, it's 50-50. <laughs> like... So, this draw... Uh, I, 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 I'm not very prepared yet. I'm never prepared when it comes to recording Mario meetings. I do believe this draw is a bit more challenging. Chal- challenger? Challenging. Challenging than last week. Um, so, there is going to be more kind of high-quality opposition in this draw. Uh, so, tomorrow he's playing against uh, Federico Gaio. Gaio. Did I get that right? Gaio. There you go. <laughs> I know nothing about this too. Um, but, uh, so he's against him. Um, how do you, with no knowledge, well, a bit of a knowledge about how Andy's doing and about, you know, Andy's uh, play last week, he did well enough to reach the final, um, do you envisage him winning five matches in a row? This is this like giving me a multiple choice yeah. thing and I just pick it around. Listen, we're, we're finishing this is episode. Is this interesting content for your listeners? <laughs> I think it's great content for our okay. listeners. Be I think he'll win you th- that match. Yeah. Do you feel like if he was playing Wimbledon next week, he would win? Like, is that the kind of level of... Yeah, that's that actually something I wanted to bring up, like, you know, in the midst of your questions, is that, you know, there was a point 
at which you lost faith in Andy, and I maintained it. I do. Do you. do you want to do you want to tell the story of that? Well, yeah. I mean, you can correct me on the timings because okay. I you'll know the exact date. He had been, I think, badly injured. Was it? Was this not maybe uh, around about when? Was it? Was this when he? Was the hip. Yeah. The hip. Yeah. And you were really upset about it. Obviously, it's your childhood hero, your adulthood hero. He may never play again. And I was just of the belief that he would come back, he would just play again. And you lost faith. And it was the Which... first, I remember being shocked that it was like, that you would, because you'd just been so steadfast. Um... And then he did come back, so then I was like... <laughs> so you, you were like, you're actually the biggest Andy Murray fan. Like, I <laughs> am actually the host of Murray Musings. I, I, think, I think the thing with that is that... Uh, and I think I have spoken. I have said, I think, that that was, the fir- that was one of the first times that I was really like, okay, he's not coming back from this. You mm-hmm. know? I, I think this, you know, I, I, I don't... I don't, I don't, I don't see how this can happen. Everyone was acting like that was it. Yeah. He was getting retirement videos, <laughs> you know, at this trip. Yeah, just like everyone uh, being like, "Well done, Andy. Yeah, like, good well, job on your career. Bye. Well done on your career. See you later." And uh, then he came back. And then he came back and won a title later that year. More so. farewells than share. It, um, yeah, it, uh, it, it was that kind of like sense of like the the end like that, that, that it was finished so yeah i think i think for me like that yeah that was kind of the first time because i think up until that point i was like well he's all you know he's 100 percent gonna win a grand slam he'll get back to where he was he'll be do great he'll fight back from anything he'll overcome you know all odds um but yeah that was that was probably the the, the first time that i did kind of lose lose faith and credit to to molly um did in my defense, in my defense, like, do you think it? Do you think it helped that you weren't as highly invested in the situation? I was gonna say that it's yeah. definitely a case of because I'm not. I mean, I still root for him every time, mm-hmm. and I still want him to win, mm-hmm. but I don't own a cardboard cutout uh, of him. Yeah. I guess I'm. I've kind <laughs> of adopted it. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like it wouldn't be joint custody if we, you know, split up, but. Mm. For now, I'm I'm willing to look after him and sell tape him back. <laughs> sell tape and um, go back together. So yeah, that that allows me, I think, to have more kind of like blind hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas you know the situation better mm. and you know him as a player better, so you'd be you'd have to kind of almost. Uh, take into account the real situation rather I can just be like oh yeah he'll come he'll back come and back, then yeah. he came back so I was like ha ha I win. <laughs> So while while we're on the kind of you know that kind of that kind of topic of coming back and you know you know losing faith on in him and stuff, um, uh, so so you're you're gonna go with him winning this week? Are you actually genuinely going with that? You're you're gonna go with him winning this week? Sure, because this Five doesn't mean anything, Scott. Yeah, but what's your feel? Anything. What's your feel though? My feeling is that he'll be motivated by his loss. By his loss, okay. And so he'll or first round he'll just be like, fuck it, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Because, to be honest, I sympathise with that energy happen. right now. It might happen. Um, so, yeah, that's how this week's going to go. Uh, one or two ways there. I've sworn um, a lot on this podcast. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Like, I'll put a PG at the start. Um, Who would have thought <laughs> that I would need a parental you, advice? That, yeah. <laughs> um, but, okay, I'm going to ask you a more general question now. Because I feel like when we get into the nitty-gritty match things, <laughs> it might not be your forte. But What gives you that impression? <laughs> 
how do you think his first match is going to go tomorrow? <laughs> really well. Really well. Okay. Really well. Um, I think no. he's going to play uh, a drop shot. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a more general question of, you know, um, how, how do you think this year generally is going to go for him and how long do you think Andy Murray will continue to play for? Going by what you know, because you do know the, the general... Like, yeah, I know how he's getting on. I think I think it's a real shame that he can compete in the Australian Open. And I think if, you know, he kind of like he was getting ready for that, so that's an indication that he felt up to a grand slam. Yeah. So I think we're gonna see him back on the ATP tour and yeah. back on Grand Slams like I don't know. Sorry, I'm not, it's not that I find this boring. I'm just, <laughs> We're recording this super late at night, night, the day um, before I upload this. So. It's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he'll win. I always, want, I always want to believe that he'll win, but again, that's the blind hope. But I definitely think that he'll, you know, he's been working towards this for ages now. It feels mm-hmm. like he's just been back and forth and injury and then trying to get back and then things happen. So I think he'll use that as like a motivating I think I think I think that kind of opinion is 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 quite good to have that kind of like space between your your, your love for him and like you know like t- tennis like because I think for me even I'm getting to the point where I'm like well is Andy going to make it back to the very top of the game is he going to be winning slams is he going to be you know whereas your kind of opinion is like and I think it's a really really you know it's opinion I'm I'm gonna I'm trying to adopt myself mm. is that it doesn't matter if he does it doesn't yeah I think. Obviously, yeah, again, it's like space from it, isn't it? Yeah. When you, because you and Peter and Rashmi, like, are so invested in in his success oh, and yes. in him as a player. And I think, I'm, I'm, I care. I yeah. care if he wins or loses, but I have the benefit of, you know, if he loses, it's, you know, at least he tried. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know specifics so yeah. which again I, this must be fascinating content for your <laughs> All tennis for fans Andy Murray I'm just like now. who cares if he wins <laughs> you know yeah so I I the main the main thing for me is like um that he is happy yeah <laughs> you know like and I think I for you as well like I see how you are when you watch him play and when you're like watching him play a live match not just you know the endless highlight reels that you watch in your spare time um when you're watching him play like a live match like it's just a different investment to when you're watching like somebody else play as much as you love like Kyrgios and I mean I think probably a Serena match is probably close oh, yes. because <laughs> when's the Serena sayings podcast coming out <laughs> I will happily guest star we're, we're bringing that out soon uh. um but yeah, like, I think that would, that's like a, that might be like a healthy kind of way to look at it of like, at least he's playing, yeah. you know, and I understand that that's quite hard for you to, um, you know, because you've seen him achieve great things. You want to see him like win again and you want to yeah. like kind of reclaim that heyday. Mm. But I think there's something to be said for looking at where he is now and seeing what an achievement that is in itself. Yeah. 
you know. To so. even be that plane at all. Yeah, yeah, considering he has a metal hip. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I always want to remind like, myself. <laughs> I don't know if people have seen, if people, they've definitely seen resurfacing. Of course they have, they're very fans. But, like, the, the video footage of his operation yeah. <laughs> lives with me today. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my pretty, god, traumatising. It is pretty gruesome. I think, I, I think that is that is what I'm going to carry forward with me like going on is that this is such a man with a metal hip and he's still playing like the sport he loves um, and I think you know we, we, we could we could die, delve into like other players and discuss whether or not um, Novak Djokovic you know Federer Nadal uh, all those other top guys whether or not you would see them playing on the challenger circuit uh, you know, yeah, that's uh, had, had this happen to them. I I don't want to, you know. <laughs> You're starting like, beef. I know it's not beef with the with the uh, with the with the, with the uh, Djokovic and Federer and Dal fans. No, but like, I don't know. For me, yeah. I, I I would struggle to envisage Roger Federer uh, like playing, you know, a challenger event. I can't at, see them you know, starting from lower down again. You yeah. know, like I I feel like they would. They, I think Andy Murray has. A humility that um, maybe the other players not that they're not you know humble or whatever that's a strong opinion please don't come from yeah we're, we're gonna get hate but, messages from all the other fandoms but like no, I don't know he's just we, got we this, love them as well we love them as he's well. just got this like self-deprecation that like yeah he would he would and like this graft that he yeah. would go back and start again and try and win like on the circuit below rather mm. than dive right into the above yeah. The the higher up I don't know how you put it. I'm, <laughs> I'm tired. But like he would he would try and get like he would work his way up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's um, fair. Whereas yeah, like you say, like Djokovic on the Challenger tournament, like even I know that that probably wouldn't happen. It would it would be it would be very strange. It's strange enough seeing Andy there. It would be very odd to see, you know, Federer and Nadal or, yeah. or Djokovic there. But um but yeah, I think I think that's a really good really good kind of thought thought to to have is that, you know, regardless of Andy's results this year and you know however many years he continues to play mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't really matter as long as he's you know, still enjoying it and still you know and uh, he, yeah. he, he's done everything that you know anyone all the British press <laughs> and all the British tennis fans ever asked of him you yeah know? so I mean when he won Wimbledon it was after like so much build up and like he'll be the first and then when he did it it was like can he do it a second time it was like the pressure wasn't off because he'd done it it just the goalposts were moved even further so there's always going to be like another goal to reach and I think that's just like a good life lesson in general Mm. is to be like to look at what you have done rather than where you wish you were yeah yeah. Not to get too deep. No, on no, that's a, that's a that's a good kind of good kind of point to like bring this episode to a close. One a few, a few, one other thing I want to quickly touch on, um, is that you know we're an Andy Murray podcast, but we're also a tennis podcast, and uh, the Australian Open is um, halfway through its second week right now. Um, a few people left in the draw that you will know, even you know mm-hmm. as not a huge tennis fan, um. Uh, so I'm going to start with the women. Uh, yes. We've got uh, a semi final matchup between uh, Serena and Naomi. I Osaka. saw that. Criminal that that's not the final. <laughs> what a final that would be. Oh, well, it, would be it would be very, very good. Um, but uh, who, who'd you kind of pick for, um, for, for winning, winning the entire event? 
of the women. Who's the other semi-final? So I, we've got our... Let me just double check. I'm terrible at this. You're uh, doing fine. I'm really bad. Me and Rhiannon uh, take like cereal <laughs> all the time. So we've got, uh, we've got Ash Barty, who is world number one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the other... Hair. That's right, the other... Sorry, um, you just talked over my Australian impression. Oh, sorry. Bit of a prickly pear. <laughs> Which, if you have seen the video of Ash Barty in a post-match interview this week, that was quite a good impression. Um, yeah, so, well, yeah, we've been practising all week. The other quarters are happening uh, this evening, so there's still like another few few players still, oh, still okay. in with this shout. So, um, but Ash Barty is in the other half, who's been out for a year, uh, but obviously she came back and she's now in a quarterfinal of Slamstall, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. she's doing well. Uh, she's not struggling. So, so are you thinking it's going to be Ash Barty versus somebody? That is kind of the, that's kind of the general idea. Versus either Naomi or Serena. Or Serena. That's a general idea. Who knows? Might not happen. Might not happen. Maybe, but... How, like, have Serena or Naomi been particular? I mean, I, from as far as I know, they've both been pretty strong. I mean, yeah, Serena demolished... Um, demolished Halep today yeah. um, get get revenge for that Wimbledon final that they played so um, yeah like I know you're a big big Serena fan so yeah. are, are you feeling this is are you feeling this is 24 her her you know to, to equal Margaret Court's record of 24 which we won't get into it but that is a terrible record of 24 that is not a true record of 24 Margaret Court did not win all her slams in the open year but Wow, it sounds like you want to get into Sorry, it. Sorry, I, I, could, I could rage about that. I'm not ages, the but. person to be in this discussion. Um, uh, but I take your point. Yeah. I hear she's a terrible person. She is a terrible person. Uh, Margaret Court, if you're listening, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> listen, this is a. All I'm of not... these like, famous tennis people listening to this podcast. Yeah, so wow. many. Anyway, are you feeling this is Serena? I mean, yeah, I think so. I think she's, she's on a roll and. I mean, possibly Ashbury, because she's Australian, right? She is, so yeah. it's like a home game. Yeah, but there's no fans. But in the there's no fans, no so fans. yeah, I think I, I, my money would be on Serena. Okay. I do love Naomi, mm-hmm. and I have a soft spot for uh, Prickly Pear. So <laughs> for Ashbury. So any of them really? Okay. I'd those, be fine with, but Serena, I think, is just phenomenal. So cool, cool. Uh, and then on the main side, who gives all... it? <laughs> <laughs> who? Who cares um, about the men? Andy's not there. We don't care. Um, the one man <laughs> I care about is on the challenger tour. Even there. Um, so, uh, all the the big names are still in the draw. Uh, you've got Djokovic, you've got Nadal, um, you've got uh, Medvedev, who I feel like you've seen a bit of play. Uh, yes, he looks exactly like Sverev. He does so. He does not look anything <laughs> like Zverev. We're not going to get into that. Zverev's a terrible person. We won't talk about him in this. Yeah, moment. but they look very similar. They're both tall. <laughs> I feel like no. I feel like Sitsipas. You think Sitsipas, Medvedev, and Zverev? There was what were we watching? Where it was like they were all playing. This oh was like God. a few months ago. It was. It was probably back in the US Open. Probably, okay. Probably we were watching it. And I genuinely couldn't tell who was who. <laughs> and then, like, one of them won. Can't remember who, because they're the same person. And then the next day, they, like, played the other. And I was like, this is all... It's like those photos of all the white men just <laughs> in the stadium. <laughs> just that in the they're the same person. Um, so, yeah, Sitsipas is in, is in the draw uh, still as well. So, like, those are kind of, like, the... 
I, th- I think that I think at this point a lot of people think that um, it is going to be between those four okay. as to who wins Sitsipas, it. Sitsipas, Sitsipas, Djokovic, Djokovic Nadal. Nadal, or Medvedev. But I think that there's another player still in the draw who's just reached a, a semi-final, who I think you might be obsessed with just because of his story. He um, is ranked number, I do believe, 114 in the world, and he uh, beat Grigor Dimitrov just oh, wow. earlier today. Um, to reach the first semi-final ever and his name is Aslan <laughs> Aslan I, 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 I want to get his, his surname exactly right because uh, Aslan Karatsev Kar- Karatsev I do believe is how you pronounce it he's a Russian tennis player Russian oh, okay. tennis player so Aslan Karatsev I think I'm pronouncing that right um, and he yeah ranked, ranked outside the top 100 in the world uh, and which as we've already spoken about it's isn't the doldrums it's not the doldrums uh, okay. so he is in the semi-finals well he goes up against uh, Novak in, uh, in the semi-finals so yeah okay. oh, a lot of I, hats off to Aslan but I don't think he's going to win you think he's going to hit Djokovic I think Djokovic is going to destroy him destroy him yeah. Aslan hits a ball very hard Djokovic has been a little bit injured yeah but he's still not him. I I was I, Molly like, loves an underdog story, so I do. I do love an underdog story. Um, he's not enough of an underdog for me. I know you. You are ranked two hundred. <laughs> I, I want at least a thousand. <laughs> like yeah. Andy is is an underdog right now. You know he's in yeah. back in the Challenger Tour. Yeah, he's yeah. like repeating that Wimbledon film with what's his face Vision. And um, a lot of people are like, "What?" <laughs> hang on. Are you gonna, are you gonna double check gonna this Wimbledon film? Uh, Wimbledon was in two thousand and four, directed by Richard Longcrane. It stars Paul Bettany as a tennis bro who was once ranked for eleventh, and Kirsten Dunst as an up and coming tennis star. This is a phenomenal film, <laughs> and Scott hates it. I don't hate it. I just I would whenever watch it. Just for tennis, whenever but. it comes up on Netflix you're like I'm not gonna watch this it's got James McAvoy in it anyway anyway anyway, so Andy Murray's doing that um my my instinct is always just to assume that Djokovic is gonna destroy Mm. but I feel like since he hit that line judge in the face with a tennis ball he's been a bit off his game after lightly hitting lightly hitting a woman um so I feel like after that, maybe he's, you know... He's a bit, he's a bit sugar. Maybe he, his mind will be taken up by health foods. Um, <laughs> no line judging, so... Uh, <laughs> all, thank God for so, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me see what they look like. <laughs> Molly bases all of her choices <laughs> on uh, tennis players. Also. Oh, yeah, I remember Sitsi passes here and there. It looks exactly there. like... It's very than your opinion. Medvedev looks exactly the same. They're all um, tall tennis players. Tall, <laughs> Medvedev. Tall, tall, blonde, white, slim tennis players, let's just say. That's true, that's true. I, I just don't They're, see it. I don't see it with Medvedev. I just don't see it with Medvedev. He doesn't. Like, he, Are you joking? The long hair. He doesn't have long hair. Medvedev oh my God, Scott. We're going to have an argument about this after. I will not really. have this. I'm going to make an infographic. <laughs> and prove this to you. So, based on their appearances alone, who, who, who's the one? 
if we're being realistic, uh, I mean, I mean, Djokovic. I'm gonna say Djokovic because that was my gut, okay. and then you distracted me. So Djokovic. Okay. I I mean that's the boring answer, but I'm a boring tennis fan. So the exciting answer would be Andy just flying in last minute, just, just, just parachuting just, in, just parachuting in, you know, with, you know. You Brave guys are in a crisis. <laughs> Brave, I'm on my way. <laughs> Braveheart played in the background. Who doesn't? Um, Braveheart doesn't play in the back of that super. No, he doesn't. <laughs> but we we be good if we did. Um, you guys are in a crisis. I'm on my way. Molly loves the memes. Uh, so, and on that note. Is that the end? I think so. I Is think that it? Yeah. I have so much more to say. I think say. we're going to bring bring this episode a little bit different, uh, a little bit strange. Hope but you I think fun. enjoyed my spicy takes. <laughs> <laughs> Tennis. If you um, if you did uh, enjoy Molly's wonderful voice um, on this on this episode of Murray Musings, you can actually find her whereabouts. You want to promote promote yourself. Right, first of all, I need to disclaim that we know that this is the most obnoxious thing ever, that we both host a podcast. That yeah, is yeah, just two podcasts. So terrible. That's true. And kind of hate ourselves That's for very it. That's true. Um, but I started mine first, so, you know. Um, so it's called The Potter in the Corner, and I host it with my co-host and friend, Rhiannon. We're both booksellers, and uh, books are probably my tennis Um you know the equivalent of your your Andy Murray. <laughs> so yeah, we just talk about the books we read and the books that we think our listeners should read as well. Um, it's very much like a a passion project, just like Murray Musings. So yeah, that's you can find us. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was I was just gonna prompt you. I was gonna be like. Yeah. And you can find them. <laughs> uh, our Twitter is Potter, at Potter and Corner, and then if you just search for like the Potter in the Corner on Spotify, etc., then you'll find us. We are there. Um, the Potter in the Corner, by the way, <laughs> is a reference to You've Got Mail, which is a rom com. Which, again, I'm intrigued by the overlap between tennis fans and rom com watchers. Uh, th- th- there's probably some. There's probably some. I wouldn't really include me in that, personally. But... <laughs> you enjoyed... <laughs> what did you enjoy? <laughs> you liked When Harry Met Sally. And you know what I did? I did. And you liked yeah. You've Got Mail, because you were like... I did actually like You've Got Mail. You, you cried at the end. I did not cry. Like, moving on, we're going to finish <laughs> this episode of Murray Musings here. Thank you very much for joining me, Molly. You are so welcome, uh, Scott. Because I think, I think our listeners definitely would, would, would prefer this over me just being like, and then Andy played another match and this happened. That's pretty and much what it's like to live with Andy him sometimes. played another match and then this took place. It just, it just sort of fades into the background. And then he reached the final and, and he <laughs> almost won, but he didn't. Um, so yeah, I think I think our listeners will, will be appreciative of your... <laughs> I do love that up until like six minutes before we started recording, that was your plan. That was my plan. My plan was to just sit here and just record. But that I, is I, I do appreciate a that. A bold move. <laughs> It's performance art. Um, so yeah, big good luck to Andy. I'm sure he's listening. Oh, yeah, big good luck good to Andy luck, this good week and um, his in his in his next challenger event. So we'll, we'll we'll all be watching and um, all of us, including me. I will be bullying Molly into watching. Uh, I will not watch. <laughs> 
I will watch. You will be supporting I'll from. I'll be like sat at the table <laughs> while you watch it on the couch. Um, so yeah, good luck, Andy. We love you, and uh, yeah, thanks for joining us for this uh, this very special episode. Of Do you have like an official outro kind of thing? Oh really? Do you want to make one right now? Cool. Well, it's just we have like an official outro okay. that we put in at the end of every. Shall we come up with an official outro or something? I don't know if we should make these big decisions without <laughs> your co-host. I don't know. You could go for it. Just say something and we'll make um, it. We're going to finish there. Thank Bye, you guys. for listening to uh, more musings about Mari. That's the title of your podcast. We're rambling so much. Um, that's fine. I'm not the one editing it. So oh, that's, that's fine. Okay. I'm just going to let this... I'm going to keep Okay, this well, now that I've got the mic... Um... <laughs> right, guys. Goodbye. See you. No, bye. <laughs>